Okay, we're live from the Jackson and Lauren studio. This is the Green Light Podcast. It's in our room. What the? disgusting i'm not including this in the episode hey hey everybody, everybody. Welcome, welcome back to, to the, the green, green light. light green light, green light. <laughs> i wasn't sure if we both this is we both said it should know. one of us still say it i went and did it anyways all right i appreciate it i'm jackson i'm lauren and this is a little show we like to call the green light as we already said what yeah. do we do here lauren well, we read unproduced plays and screenplays and interview the awesome people who wrote them. Yes, we do. And I always let Lauren say that. She's got it down to a T. I haven't even tried. I know I fail <laughs> miserably. It is a very sunny Tuesday here very, in very when we're hot recording this. Tuesday. For if the you, love of God. If you live in Southern California right now, you probably understand what we're talking about. But if you don't, oh, you're lucky. You're just We're lucky. just sweating. Yeah. We had to turn the fan off to record. We're just sweating. I'd say I sweat. We just showered. Probably like. <laughs> mm, 75% of my day now. Yeah. No, I mean, just- literally, like, I had to go drop off some packages at the, uh, like, the, the blue box near us. And, you know, I went on a walk when Jackson mm-hmm. came too. Yep. So we could, you know, get some exercise. And we came back, and our housemate, Will, was like, you look like you just got in a fight and, like, ran for your lives. Yes. Because we were so sweaty. And we're, we're <laughs> in a constant fight against the sun, is yes. what we what we really are doing yeah. right now. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm working at a restaurant, and we have the face shields and masks and everything. And the other day, I was telling them, you know, I was trying to write down an order on a little post-it note. Yeah. And I was, like, dripping on it. Mm-hmm. It was disgusting. So, that's our <laughs> life right now. Ooh. How are how is everyone else out there? You can't answer us, so. Cold. that's okay well the thing is yeah. it's just like we're not being dramatic like we're from the south yeah like we, we know what it's like <laughs> to be hot it, just for context it's supposed to be over 100 degrees like five times this week yeah like that the high of course not all Terrible. the time but still very hot Any so um, um yeah so a couple of housekeeping things before we get started yes. um if you're new here or even if you're not um what are you doing if you're not new you should leave us a five-star rating and a review on mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts. Pretty please. Helps us a lot. It'll help us become more visible. We'll be higher in the searches. It'll just help us out. And, you know, I mean, if you like the show, this will help more people listen to the show. Yeah. And if you like us, it will help us. Yes. So do us a favor, us. please. Um, <laughs> another way you can help us is by sharing our stuff on social media. Yes, please. And if you're feeling really, really generous, subscribing to our Patreon. Yeah. So you can find the link to our Patreon in our description. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, there you can literally give us as little as a dollar a month, and even with that one dollar, you will get access to all kinds of bonus content, and we will love you forever. Yeah, and um, it, we'll probably talk about this again towards the end of the episode. But a new thing we're doing is we're finally reaching out outside of our own household for yes. actors. Uh, because we feel like it's necessary at this point. We talk a little more about it uh, when we introduce Later. our next script. But it's mostly just like, you know, with the people we have access to right now, both in numbers and also in demographics, we just can't tell 100% of the stories we would like to. Exactly. So, so if, if you yeah. want to submit to us, 
as an actor yes. or as a writer. Correct. Or as a singer or as a, a, a Musician, musical artist. Whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, if you just want to send us anything. Yeah. Just not nudes. Um, yeah. But especially if you're an actor, since we haven't talked about that, we're looking for a headshot resume and an under two minute audio clip of you doing a monologue, a clip from a scene, whatever. Whatever just, you see yourself as type wise. Yes. Uh, yeah, and we, we're looking to add people to our roster of all types. Yes, so, so yeah. please, please, please do that. And then we'll love you forever. That's it for yeah, housekeeping. those are all our big housekeeping House- sweep, things. Sweep so, housekeeping under the rug now, Yeah, which is kind of housekeeping in itself. But thank you for the sound effects. Yeah. Let's get into detours. Yeah. Our segment of the week where we talk about something we've consumed, whether it be a movie, num, num, num. a TV show, a book, a play, a 10-year-old video game, any Whatever. of it, we're going to do it. Yeah. We're going to talk about it. So uh, I would like to talk, I would like to do yours first and okay. then end with mine, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, ours is kind of a thing both of us did. Um, well, I guess one other thing I finished last week was um, Pets Cats 2, which is a, another 10-year-old Wii game. We don't have to talk about um, that one. Similar, <laughs> uh, made by some of the same people as the Dog Island. Um, I played this game because I played Pets Dogs 2 growing up, and I thought they were going to be different games. They're not. Laura it's just really, one of those cats. Lauren sprung this on me. She didn't say she was going to talk about Pets Cats <laughs> No, too. okay, but that's all I'm going to say about it. So my real detour of the week is Project Power, the new Netflix original film that just mm-hmm. dropped. Um, it is starring Jamie Foxx, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Dominique Fishback. Mm-hmm. And basically the premise of it is that there are these pills that are being made that will give you a superpower for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Each superpower is unique to the individual. Yes, and there's a they're pretty high risk because some people like it's just too much and they literally just blow up. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, which they say right from the beginning. Yeah, every person reacts to it differently. Yeah, so mm-hmm. you know, so some of the powers we see they're all sort of based on animals in one way or another. So like yeah. some people, I mean, it's a stretch. They do um, a fine job of explaining that. Yeah, it's I not mean, I great. kind of after the movie, I kind of said that. Like, I think what they did was they picked superpowers that they wanted to use and tried to find animals that would justify it rather than going the other way around. I think that's a very good example uh, description yeah. of what they did. But I still had fun with the movie. Um, I still thought, you know, it was a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, just a really interesting take on superheroes, I guess. And yeah, it's also, you know, sure. so like... I would agree. So the pills in this are very much treated like drugs, right? So Dominique Fishback's yeah. character actually, like buys them from Newt, who is Machine Gun Kelly's character. Machine Gun Kelly has a, heavily in the trailers. Has a, a, but heavily in the trailers. N- not very much in the movie. Briefly in the film. Yeah. yeah his acting career astounds me. But yeah. continue. <laughs> but yeah, so she she sells these pills. We never see her take one, and that leads me to assume that she never has actually taken one. Which I which I wish her. they I wish they would have gone into more of like either why she didn't or shown her taking one because i think it would have been interesting but that's fine. yeah either way yeah but um yeah so basically you know we see joseph gordon levitt who is uh a cop and an he, opd yes an opd yes so um With yeah oh yeah orleans. it's in new orleans um nice. so he's trying to like shut this whole operation down because basically what's happening is that you know the people making these pills aren't allowed to legally test them so what they're doing is basically you know sort of leaking them out to dealers and testing them in different cities and it's an illegal drug yeah yeah Yeah. well there aren't any they do specify there aren't any laws governing it specifically but it's definitely frowned upon yeah um yeah so there's that that's um, a pretty good description i think yeah i guess jamie Jamie fox yeah we haven't talked about him so basically 
you you pretty much know from the beginning that he's looking for his daughter and the people making these pills have his daughter. Um, a little bit of a spoiler, so you can fast forward ahead a little bit. <laughs> we but we end up finding out that his daughter, I guess, genetically carries um, a power to regenerate things, just like on her own without yeah. the pills. So they're basically doing like a Henrietta Lacks thing. Like they actually bring up Henrietta Lacks on her to try and harvest her genes to put them in these pills. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. it's that's I think that's pretty good, like overall general what it's about. Uh, what did you like about it? I I thought the premise of it was really creative. I agree. That was definitely my favorite thing. I think that there are some things that could have definitely been improved with the execution. Yeah, it's not great when you're like the premise was great, the movie was fine, but you know I think I think it was still well, no, a really I mean, cool the idea. The premise was great. I thought the performances were great. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, I it was just like... it was mostly like there were a couple of writing things that I was kind of like. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, I think my biggest problem was the thing with the superpowers being like. These aren't really all from animals. <laughs> that's like that's, that's Machine fair. Gun Kelly just fully being on fire. Yeah, I'm that's like, his thing, know. which you see in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler. <laughs> that didn't really make sense. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. It's always good to see Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I think yeah. they're both outstanding. I thought Dominique Fishback was incredible as well. She was great. I've never seen her in anything. Me neither. And I think... I think I feel like it's very hit or miss sometimes, at least for me, with younger actors. I feel mm. like either I really like them or I really hate them. And I thought she was outstanding. She was amazing. I thought she did great. Yeah, she well, was great. actually, this, so it's not totally true that they didn't say her power. I put power in quotes because uh, oh my god, <laughs> they they, they uh, in a in a slightly cheesy, slightly this is kind of nice way. Yeah, uh, her power awesome, is hinted at being like rapping yeah. and she is a good rapper she is like, really she, good she drops like, some bars in the movie yeah like she does a thing there's a whole scene with her and jamie fox where he's like oh so you want to be a rapper huh you know like spit some bars then and, yeah and she's like okay give me a word so he gives her a word and then the second one he's like you know because she does really well with it just going yeah. off of that so she's yeah. like he's like okay seismograph and, and she then, does great with that too. And you she, know, she goes off with seismograph as yeah. well. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a little cheesy, but definitely wholesome. Yeah, I, and, I liked it. And there were some parts of the dialogue that were bad. Some parts of it were good. I I kind of thought it did a good job of like, and I could be wrong because I've never been to New Orleans. I'm from the South, but North Carolina is very different from New Orleans. Yeah. I I thought they did a good job of representing New Orleans. Like I I thought it felt very New Orleans to me. Yeah. You know? So I, I kind of like that. Like, it it, it it was unique, and I feel like we don't get a lot of movies set in New Orleans. Yeah, definitely. Like, I feel like a lot of times it's L.A., New York, you know, Or if it's other in the South, it's cities. like Alabama. Yeah, exactly. But this was, a, this was a, like a, I thought, a New Orleans story in a way. Yeah, yeah. Which was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. What else? That's, um... Who would you recommend this movie to? Um, I would recommend this movie to anyone who wants to see a fresh take on superheroes and maybe the consequences of superheroes of said actions with I superheroes. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, if 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 you're looking for a fun movie, I think on like a like a Saturday night, you know, with your friends, you know, it, you you're not going to be disappointed in this one. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I mean, I don't think you should go into it expecting like the next great piece of cinema. You Correct, know? but but it was it was fun. I'm glad we watched it. I I I don't know if if you had to pay money for this in addition to like a Netflix account. I don't know if I would suggest it because it's on Netflix for free. I'd say I maybe if it was rentable for like three dollars. Yeah, I would I would say do it. But or if you know. like you know we still were able to really use AMC A list. Yeah, and it was just like sure. There aren't three movies this 
week I want to see in theaters. What, what high praise we have for Project Power. <laughs> no, no, it was it was fun. It was fun. And Dominic, it's honestly worth it just for Dominique Fishback's performance. She's yeah. great. I think she could I think she could be a bright young star. I agree. Yeah. And I'm jealous of her. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> let me let me look to see if she's been in anything. Uh yeah. Nothing that I really that is really recognizable. It looks like she Oh, she was in the hate you give. I did not oh, see yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't see that either. I remember mm. seeing trailers for it. Yeah. Otherwise, it just looks like smaller parts in TV shows and stuff. But sure. Yeah. So, is that uh, what you have about Project Power? That's all I have about Project Darling. Power. Okay. Now, for the true piece of art that we've actually we've been consuming it over the past two and a half months, roughly. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm trying to remember what you said your detour was going to be. <laughs> it's a little thing hosted by your friendly neighborhood Watt Brothers. Oh, Ultimate yes. Tag. Yes. So this show, this show, The Green Light, I'm going to talk about us for a second, kind of had its roots in talking, the detour segment at least, had its few of its roots in talking about reality type shows, shows based yeah. in real life. We had, um, what was the the, the We had Too Hot one? to Handle. Too Hot to Handle, yeah. which was a, a great topic of discussion. We had Tiger King, another great topic of discussion. Which is now, a documentary. It's not reality well, TV. Sure. But it's it based still does kind of have that life. very cringy vibe. It does. Uh, very reality show feel. Now we have a competition reality show that we're going to talk about. Ultimate Tag. A brief synopsis. It's people playing tag, but it's really hard. They're, they're, and they're and really people athletic. who are really good at tag. Yes. yes. Hosted so by the Watt Brothers, who are about as derpy as you would think. Yeah. So so that's pretty much like, that's it. Like a lot of the, it, there are three contestants, three male contestants, three female contestants that come on each new week. And they're, they're new every time. But yeah. there are a series of taggers that stay on. Some of them come in for different of the, difference of the, the different tag rounds. But it's all the same. They pull from the same pool. So you mm-hmm. sort of get to know the taggers. You don't really get to know the um, the new, what would you, the taggies? The contestants. The contestants. That's, yeah. be- that's better than taggies. <laughs> Taggy just I mean, sounds- like, they do a little intro about who they are. And it's interesting because, like, with the taggers, they do they have a little, like, intro clip that they'll play. But, like, you don't really know anything about their real lives. That's true. You it's, just kind of know their character. It's very much like... Gives me wrestling vibes. (laughs) It's very much like you don't really know any of these people, actually, in reality. No, yeah. Like, you know... Well, it's interesting, too, because there are some people who live, like, not far from us. Yeah, that's true. We should hit them up. But, anyways, so basically, three men, three women, uh, they're they're separated, so the three men compete with each other, the three women compete with each other, through up to... There's one, two, three rounds of tag... That each of them and three different games. Well, game, well, technically four if you count the final uh, well, obstacle course. Well, but dome tag and revenge tag interchange. Well, yeah, but it's chase tag, dodge tag, dome tag slash revenge tag, right. and then the final. You are very right. I know four. I'm right. I'm always four. right. Love you. <laughs> All right, <Yes>. four <laughs> rounds of tag. After the second round, one person is eliminated, down yes. to two for the rest of the final two rounds. So that's pretty much that's the general. Yeah. There's chase tag, dodge tag, round three interchanges between dome tag and revenge tag. Then there's the final round. Yes. If you want to look up what those look like, you can on your own. We're not going to explain. They're on Hulu. Because that's kind of boring. But um, they're also, each kind of unique. 
Yes. yes, they're fun. Oh, also, sorry, this is just one thing I was going to say. The reason we started watching the show was because the mass Singer ended. Correct. And we were like, now what? <laughs> yes, yes. Also, drop in the comments if you want us to do a mass Singer spinoff show, because yes. I think that might happen. Whenever that comes back, we will. <laughs> I think it's very likely that that's Even if happen. you don't say anything in the comments. Correct. But let's, let's, just, let's just dive into Ultimate Tag. All right. So, let's start with the hosts, the Watt Brothers. We also watch another... A competition show called Holy Moly. Yeah. And I well, would say- Well, we really only wa- started watching it because I was in the audience one day. Yes. And then I saw the preview for it and I was like, oh, we should watch it. Yes. This isn't but about Holy really Moly. <laughs> this is about Ultimate Tag. The reason I bring up Holy Moly is because the two tones of the shows are completely different. Yes. Rob Riggle and Joe Tessitore on Holy Moly are completely irreverent. They don't care about anything and anyone, and they'll say anything. It's very meta. It's very funny. Ultimate tag. You have these three squares sitting up there talking about tag. And, like, they're sweet. The Brothers, you they're don't sweet, hate them. But they're bad at they're, being hosts. They're a little derpy, as Lauren said. Incredible athletes. J.J. Watt is yes, one of the best absolutely. NFL players we've seen in the past 25 years. Well, and J.J. is definitely the best host of the three. I would say so. J.J. is the face of Ultimate Tag, if you will. Yes. He's also an executive producer on it. Yes. So, fun fact about that. But yes, the three brothers, three all three football players in the NFL. Uh, T.J. Watt actually uh, plays on the Steelers, which Lauren yeah. appreciates. But they're hilarious it's time to play some tag. No, every time he says that, I just get like a boost of serotonin. That is his catchphrase. His JJ eyes are Watt's so dead. He, he just goes, it's time to play some tag. <laughs> it's fantastic. And one, one, one other thing that I'll note, actually, I will say, I think he got more and more comfortable. I think they he let the reins loose, loosen up a little bit towards yeah. the end. Because he was doing a little improv, I'd say. I'd just say a little bit. He was like, oh, man, there was a little bit of competition between this tagger and this contestant. Huh? <laughs> that, that's like the extent of, bit of drama. Watts. No, that's, that's the extent. The yeah. extent <laughs> of his of his improv, which is, which is lovely. So it's just so different because they're so, like, by the books. Like, you know that they have an exact script to say. It's hilarious. I anyway. will, uh, another thing on the timeline of the show, and I talked to you about this, and I yeah. wanted to, to remember to fully say it. So, there were ten episodes of this season of Ultimate Tag, possibly the only ten episodes we'll ever see. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't, if it was, if it was canceled Oh, and this. tell them how you knew that there were only going to be ten episodes. I actually don't remember. How did I know? You, you, you're on LaFleur's text list. Oh, yes! Oh, okay, okay, I'll go to that in a second. I'll go to that in a second. <laughs> when I talk about the contestants. But... So there are 10 episodes, right? And on Hulu, the description, because we watched it on Hulu, not, we didn't watch it live, because we're not boomers. <laughs> we, we knew it was the season finale. They don't mention it a single time that it's the season finale. No. The, the, these shows, the only way you could tell that the season progresses is the comf- comfortability of J.J. Watt in his role as host. I yeah. argue that's the only way you could tell. Well, but also, though, like, really and truly, I could not... Like, I could not definitively say that the episodes were posted in the order they were recorded. I don't, I don't think they were. I really don't well, think they were. Well, because then it's just like, why? Like, I really don't think they knew which episode was going to be the finale. Otherwise, yes. they would have mentioned it, I, I think. That, that's what I'm saying. And here's my conspiracy theory about Ultimate Tag. I think they're sitting on just a treasure trove of Ultimate Tag footage. I wouldn't be surprised if they have twice as many episodes as they actually showed. <laughs> I think there's so much Ultimate Tag that they're depriving us of that we might not ever get, and I want those tapes. Well, <laughs> Release the Ultimate Tag tapes. <laughs> my version of the conspiracy theory that I, we also discussed was yes. that 
I because there are a couple episodes where we see some minor injuries happen. Yes, we do. You know, as happens on like an intense obstacle course when you're going as fast as you can. Which is possibly the most exciting part of these episodes are injuries. I mean, you know, I there are other exciting parts. It's It's exciting. You know, we're not like hoping for people to get hurt. Correct. Um, no, but I honestly think that maybe they did have a specific season finale that was supposed to be the season finale, and someone got hurt. Like, worse than we saw. You know, we saw yeah. someone maybe get a concussion. We saw someone roll an ankle once we, in a while. The, everyone came back pretty much. We Besides saw someone have, one like... one person, actually. Uh, yeah, there was one person who had, like, a... It, it was, was a like, a hairline fratch- fracture, yeah, I yeah. think, in their, mm-hmm. like, ankle or something. Yeah. Or in their foot. Yeah. Um, But, you know, that's the worst we saw. So yeah. I think my theory, as awful as it would be, is that someone got pretty badly hurt yeah and well, they were like we don't want to make this the finale the, the, i i appreciate that and i think it's definitely possible my only issue with that is they didn't even mention the season finale ever typically it's like oh we got two more episodes left we got three more episodes left you right. know they yeah, didn't say there was no, no indication the only reason there is any indication is they talk about people beating previous records which i think easily can That's be inserted true. in with just audio clips because i don't think you ever see them speak of the records that's true. Like with JJ Watt, you see them you see them physically speak it as well as hear it. I think it's all only voiceover when you hear that. Which I think makes it they're sitting on so much ultimate tag footage and I want it. Someone find it for me and please send it. I need it. All I right. need it. All right. So, uh <laughs> so Jackson, the, how did you know? How did you know that this was going to be the season okay. finale since so, they didn't mention it? So there are some lovely contestants or taggers. taggers. You don't get to know the contestants. I couldn't even name it. The any. taggers are the best. The taggers are the best. So one of the taggers is essentially the father of parkour. A lot of a lot of the taggers have backgrounds in either stunt work or parkour, some sort of physical. But a lot of them yeah. have a background in parkour. There are a couple weightlifters, and they're pretty bad. Yes, they're they're objectively the worst of the people. But one of the parkour background people is Jesse Laflair, who is well known in the parkour community as sort of being the father of parkour. Is that right? Or competitive or professional parkour, maybe? Yeah, competitive parkour? something like that. Something like that. He he is known as the father. He has a text list. I don't know how I how did I find this out. I think you looked him up on Instagram. Probably. And I got on his text list, and Jesse Lafleur and I have been texting back and forth relatively consistently. Actually, only while this season. It was well, three times. So, so this was. <laughs> so okay, Jackson got on the text list, and he got a text. It was like, "Hey, you know, this one is from a bot, but I promise every other text is going to be directly from me." Yeah. I don't believe that. Well, okay. Um... He might have actually physically copied and pasted the same text to yes. all the people on his text list. Maybe. I think he wrote them. I don't think he sent them out. Uh, because they were all the ones after that. Well, there were a couple times I will say when I sent him specific messages. I was. I wonder if I can find one. <laughs> I was basically like, hey, Jesse, watching Ultimate Tag tonight. Uh, so <laughs> you you did great, man. I, uh, why can't, did I not save it as Jesse LaFleur? No. No. And then he, he responded. He was like, there were quick responses, which makes me think it couldn't have been to, oh, here we go. Maybe Jesse. So there was an interaction. Watching the new episode, you're rocking out, fam. That's what I said to him. He responded back. <laughs> <laughs> Three days later. Thanks, Jackson. I appreciate you. The That was the last thing I said him, actually. The other ones were very much copy-pasted from me and other people. So that's fine. The Flair was one of my favorites. He was definitely one yeah. of the best. Uh, I also want to highlight the Flow, who I think is inarguably the best tagger on Well, that. I think... 
we're I think we had talked about ranking the tigers on uh, this I, episode. I, I, don't, I don't think we have time for that. I want okay. to either do a separate podcast on ranking the tigers <laughs> or like a YouTube video. I think that would be fun. That's fair. Making yeah, like do tier, some do some visuals. Do like a tier list. I think a tier. Yeah, list. that's tier what we're planning on. So, so stay tuned for that. We'll announce it on our social media if, if it start, happens. If we start the green light <laughs> YouTube page, uh, we will drop it on there. Yeah. But yeah, so the flow was great. Uh, we did find out another cool thing. Uh, the two contestants, Rocket and Big Deal, who both sort of became some of our favorites by the Big end. Deal. They're actually dating in real life. Yeah, which is super cool. But yeah, definitely cannot express how op flow is compared yes. to everyone literally everyone else there were lots of other ones that were good yeah flow was so good flow like was... we were just so happy every time we saw him there's a he's a whole other level and it also makes it unfair <laughs> true just because of well how much better yeah he was. well it's one of those things where it's like if it was something like you know with dodge tag where they're all up against the same exactly people then it's fair but it's like if it was a situation like revenge tag where one of them went against the flow and one of them went against anyone else yeah like the person against the flow is at a disadvantage yeah for sure okay uh i think that's most of what i had to talk about yeah um well when we come back we will be reading mvp an excerpt from mvp by sergio yanez and tomas del real and that's what we're doing when we come back jesse Lafleur, if you're listening to this please text me back i miss you <laughs> see you soon everyone la luz de las velas vuelan ideas cautivas juegan las mentes dispersas hey everybody welcome back to the green light podcast thank you lauren as you might notice you have heard no other voices say our traditional green light intro, and that is That's because right. right now it is just Lauren and I. The nature of the script that we are doing is a little bit different, so it's just going to be Lauren and I doing this beginning little intro now. Yeah. There, there are a lot of characters in this. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what we're going to do is a little bit of podcast editing magic. We're just going to throw it all together at the end. We have some boys coming in, the fellas. Mm-hmm. It's me, Nick, Will, and Jacob. As, yes. as the fellas. But uh, I'm going to throw it over to Lauren sitting at, across this table from me. And like she is going away. to... We're, we're so close. I'm touching her right now. Okay. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching... I am not touching me. her. All right. Lauren, take us away. All right. So this script is a little bit different from the other ones we've done because it's a feature. And when we've done excerpts in the past, they've always been the first scene. But this one is not the first scene. So to kind of give you what to expect going into this, since it's not the beginning... Uh, This is about four characters who only know each other through a VR video game they play together called Gunslingers. However, there's something that happens that I'm not going to say because it's in this excerpt that we're reading. No spoilers. That causes them to go on a big quest both in the real world and the VR world to save somebody. Dun dun dun. And save the world. Um, So one other thing we wanted to discuss real quick. So... This scene has four characters. Two of them are non-white. So one of them is Hispanic, that's Richie, and is played by Nick, who is Hispanic. Um, The other character is Henry, and he's Chinese. Um, However, we did not have access to an Asian actor at this time, so that role is being played by Jacob. We're working on building a roster of actors, so we have access to people that will allow us to read more diverse pieces like this and, you know, have the roles played by people who actually fit that demographic. Um, But, you know, we wanted to get this piece out there, 
And so for this reading, since the character's race does not factor into the scene, we got permission from the writers to use a non-Asian actor. But obviously, if you're interested in producing the script in its entirety, in a fully realized production, Henry should be played by an Asian actor. Yes. So without further ado, let's get into it. Let's read MVP by Sergio Yanez and Tomas Del Real. Interior Digital Lobby, Day. Digital Richie shows up from his private room. Digital Bobby and Digital Jamie are already there. No sign of Digital Henry. Bro! How's it going, Richie? My dudes, everything is cool. Everything is cool. I'm actually, like, super pumped. Is it because the tryouts are coming soon? No, well, yes, of course. Mine on the game. But I saw Gloria Ma's interview yesterday. Man, she's awesome. Gloria Ma? The terrorist? She's an activist. Terrorist? What the fuck, Bobby? I have no idea who that is. She's this total boss lady that brings down corporations. She's finding Coleman now. Digital Jamie nods. And Albax too. Digital Jamie reacts weirdly to the comment, but no one notices. And you have the hots for this bitch? First of all, the hots? Second of all, just a tiny bit sexist, don't you think? I don't know, man. All I know is that women are crazy. Digital Richie looks around. Where the fuck is Henry? We have a game starting in like two minutes. Digital Henry's door opens, and he walks through it. Hi, guys. Sorry for being late. I got some stuff from the store. Planning on using them today? Digital Henry smiles. We'll see. A big red gaming alert shows up in the middle of the lobby with the words, Game is about to start. Ready for this, team? I'm so ready. The red alert absorbs the lobby. Exterior digital battlefield, night. The terrain is full with small hills, and it's pretty dark. The team moves into formation. What's the deal, Henry? What did you get from the store? Is it a dope-ass crossbow? Digital Richie laughs. <coughs> a crossbow? Why would anyone want that? It's not a crossbow. That would be a little stupid. The floating heads laugh. Soldier Henry makes a sign for the team to drop to the ground. They all crawl, and Soldier Bobby grabs binoculars. He uses night vision and sees the enemy team with a rocket launcher. They point it right at Soldier Bobby. Shit! They see us! What do we do? Didn't you want to leave the team, fucktard? The other soldiers finish the rocket launcher. No time for that, idiots! Run! They all stand up and run as the first rocket flies past them and explodes in the dirt. Any secret plans? Now'd be a great time. Soldier Henry sprints away from the team. Where the fuck are you going? I need to find a flat surface. I'll be back in a minute. It better be a minute. A second rocket hits the ground next to Soldier Jamie and he flies a couple of feet. That was close. Henry, where are you? I'm right here. An enormous green and black tank emerges from behind the hill. On its side, the word Loki in stencil. Holy shit, you got a destroyer? The tank gets to the peak, and the other team runs in fear. Soldier Henry fires heavy on them. <laughs> Give him hell! The team cheers as the tank moves forward. We have this in the bag. This is awesome. Soldier Henry fires again, killing another enemy soldier. Soldier Jamie, Soldier Bobby, and Soldier Richie follow the tank. Suddenly, Digital Henry shakes with violence. The head moves from one side to the other. The other heads look at him. Henry, are you okay? Digital Henry shakes more and more. He struggles. Henry, say something! I think he's having a seizure. Let me go! Bang. Bang. Real shots coming from the communication system, not from the game. Henry stops and freezes on a grimace. Digital Richie, Digital Bobby, and Digital Jamie freak out. What the fuck? What just happened? Jesus. Fuck! 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 Digital Richie is frozen. Richie? Richie! Digital Richie says nothing. He is in shock. I think those were real shots. I think Henry is... I think he's dead. We have to call the cops, right? Richie is still silent. Richie, what do we do? Fuck. I'm out. 
Soldier Jamie and Soldier Bobby look at Soldier Richie, and he vanishes. everybody we are here with our Green writers light. of mvp sergio yanez and tomas del real i think i did okay yeah how, how'd you do guys that was perfect okay. oh great great <laughs> cool i know i know we said earlier that uh, you're on the west coast as well mm-hmm. so it's nice to be in the same time zone as somebody yeah um, <laughs> not not having to wake up too early for an interview luckily yeah <laughs> Even though oh, yeah. y'all have probably been up early recently because... Because you just had a baby and Tomas just got a niece. So yeah, how yeah, are you both doing? Uh, it's pretty good. Um, we've been doing, you know, weird sleep schedules. Of course. Uh, Tomas hasn't, though. No, but, yeah. <laughs> so my job is basically to cook a lot of food in yeah. all times. And clean. <laughs> cooking and cleaning. And we are... Waking up and going to sleep. That's that's our jobs for 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Pretty much that 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 scans. Um and, and y'all are quarantined together, right? Just sort of a just sort of a background. Yeah, and actually Tomas is going back to Chile in a couple of weeks. Oh, oh wow. gotcha. Well, be okay. safe. Yeah, yeah. Be safe. Uh safe travels for sure. Um so we we like to start off all of these interviews with just a quick little writer origin story. So both of you, if you just want to give a quick little introduction on how you got into writing. Okay. Um I can start with me. Uh I mean it's kind of a combined story. I've always been into writing. I used to write um novels and stuff like that never got anything serious out though uh but the when i was a kid i wanted to be a film director and i actually started writing this is like me at 12 years old of course and i started writing like james bond scripts oh nice which is i mean if you if you think about what what a 12 year old can write about james bond like all the topics and themes that usually james bond movies (laughs) have it's not it's not really a perfect fit, I would say, but sure. the, and I always liked Star Wars. And I, when I was six years old, I actually sent out invites for everyone in my family because I was leaving with Luke Skywalker. <laughs> and so I've always been you know, interested in movies and all that stuff. And lately I was during college. I just had no time for this, but I usually did a lot of things. And then when I and moved to the U.S., I realized that I could use my time writing. And I started trying to write novels, and then I realized that if I structured the novels into scenes, I was having a better time writing them. Hmm. And then I just realized that maybe I could just write scenes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, then, and then I really saw that screenwriting was, you know, my thing. Like, it was way easier for me, and I could come up with stories, and I could come up with things that I wanted to talk about and like uh, subtext and all that stuff pretty easily compared to all of the other uh, venues that I had before. And that's how I started writing. Like it's been like two years at this point. I think one of the moments that actually pushed me the last few steps was when I, when I, when we were in LA, uh, we visited the Disney, Disney studios. Oh, sure. Yeah. 
yeah and i think that was like man this is this is really cool maybe maybe i would like to work in this <laughs> yeah that's fantastic yeah and then i got to mass involvement to this so you want to <laughs> okay yeah so i i'm a musician actually oh wow uh, i've been working like in art all my life uh but i i never like try to to write script at all uh and then like i was living in sweden maybe three years ago and i and i got really into how i met your mother <laughs> <laughs> and I, I never like actually watch any series i i watched a couple of movies but i wasn't very into it and then i got really into it and one of my reasons why i went to tour in in new york it was to go and and see you know uh, like the bar that inspired how i met your mother oh sure sure <laughs> right, sure right, the right. how i met your mother bar absolutely yeah so actually i went to like to play a gig for like i don't know a small gig like for 50 100 people or something 50 or 100 people and then i took all the money there to like go to this place <laughs> uh, and have the best burger in new york that's awesome oh yes Th- those are some great episodes that that's so yeah. cool yeah, yeah. Bo- both so, of y'all stories so unique and how'd you end up together yeah so um then i started to like collaborate with some people doing music for some short films and acting like an extra in a couple of things uh, and in the middle i married his sister ah, yes. right <laughs> <laughs> sure <laughs> bring, bring two people together <laughs> i actually forgot how it started. I mean, you were always interested and I started writing. Ah, no, but also like uh, Sergio always does these develop apps and do all these crazy things. And I always came to him with crazy ideas. So I love to brainstorm. That's my favorite thing to do in the world. Uh, And I would always like pitch ideas Mm -hmm. to him about anything, you know, like you should do this app about this thing. And he mostly he would say like, ah, I don't know, but maybe it's not a good deal. I don't know. So then that developed somehow uh, that we start to collaborate in brainstorming. Yeah. And I think that was kind of the beginning of it. Yeah, I think I like brought ideas for movies to you or something like that. Yeah. Nice. Well, uh, you sent us a couple feature length scripts that you wrote together. So this one and then also Airplane Mode. So what does your collaborative writing process look like? Um, yeah, okay. So actually, MVP has the best version of our process. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, we usually start with a very open-minded brainstorming session where we don't really do like, you know, random words, but uh, basically we start with a very small premise and then we see where that takes us in terms of thinking of, oh, hey, like what story could come up out of this? And then what we do is once we see that, okay, you know, like this is the story. Let's say we go from, we we can do with MVP, like uh, the idea Tomas brought, like he said, hey, what if a bunch of people are playing an online game and they see someone being murdered in real life? And that was, we were thinking about maybe like a quarantine film. Mm. And that was a pretty cool idea. So, so, so kind of the premise was like, how do we make a movie without like many locations? Or like people can... being mm-hmm. together. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. From there, we think, okay, what are maybe are the characters? Like who's the main character? What do they want? What happens? Kind of a, a very rough beginning, middle and end. Mm-hmm. Then I take that 
and I write like a treatment. And then we elaborate on that treatment. I We do a lot of ping pong, like, hey, what do you think about this? And Tomas comes back with, hey, what do you think about this other thing? And we start, you know, kind of figuring out what part of, like, the, the best treatment to start working on a script with. And then we take that and just write 120 pages. And <laughs> just like that. <laughs> just like that, yeah. We actually, actually a little bit because... Um, we were both in quarantine in different places and and he just started it's like okay I'm gonna start writing and I was in a very low point because I was very isolated in Mexico mm-hmm. and he just like wrote 100 pages yeah, in like I, 3 days yeah something. I think this script wow. was actually written in like 6 days yeah and wow. the, the basically what I do is I, I, I like to write alone hmm. but then I just deliver this 120 pages documents to Tomas and said, Hey, read it now. And, <laughs> and then we start, you know, layering it. And Tomas works a lot on the dialogues that I work a lot on the plot points and see where, you know, if every, every scene is moving us from where we need to be to where we need to be. And uh, we start, you know, it's iterating. Uh, I, we like to come up with the script as soon as we can, so we can start working on it instead of being lost in the middle of a script. That has no ending. Yeah, awesome. no, I, I love I love all those little like the, those little nuggets that you dropped in there. You know, you can definitely tell that, especially since you said that you wrote the script in a really short period of time. You can definitely tell that there were multiple people working together and multiple eyes on it because it's so polished. Yeah, you know, it, it does feel really polished. It's, it's crazy that it was written in a week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. W- one of the things that I was gonna mention is that I I loved how y'all started with this almost restriction of how can we do this in like a couple locations? How can we do this with like you know potentially few resources? And I I really like that because I think sometimes out of that so much creativity can come from when you have like restrictions you know because if you can just write about anything then it's like there's so much and sometimes you just have so many options that you end up doing nothing I love how you almost start from this place of restriction and then grow the creativity out of that I really like that yeah it's a good place to like it's a it's like a trampoline where you can just when you start with this even if you break the restrictions later on uh, it's a good starting point. Exactly. The, yeah. The, the first idea, the original idea, was to make like a low-budget movie, and then we realized that making like a whole game out of it, maybe it wasn't right. Very, <laughs> yeah, very low budget, but we liked the idea, so we continued. But if any producers are listening, I can write the game. I can do it for free. Oh wow! <laughs> oh wow! So let's well, make this movie. <laughs> listen, producers, listen up. Good, we can make this happen. <laughs> yeah. So, um, speaking of the video game, I really enjoyed the world building in this. Mm-hmm. And you know, there are so many specific issues going on in the outside world, um, but also in the VR world, and how you know, uh, I I really liked how the characters in the game sort of had to like physically go to the dark web. Yeah. And, you know, physically go into a store within the game and talk to someone and go to the dark web and, you know, how they were arrested in the game. Um, And that's um, I guess that's that's a spoiler for everyone who has not read the whole script. But true. um, But it's a very flushed out world. So can you talk about, I guess, I guess sort of your process with that game development and the writing? Yeah. um, So I think. This is funny because we hadn't seen the series upload at that point and then upload 
had like a very similar idea for the dark web. Um, I mean, it's not the same, so I wouldn't I wouldn't call it out as a you know something that oh we have to drop this now. Sure. Um, but it's 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 a fun kind of way of exploring the internet that I've seen in some movies before. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to have you know I wanted that I wanted our script to have its own version of it. And basically what it would be if, you know, people were playing Fortnite and something like this happened. And then we started evolving and, hey, how can we make this movie happen half, like half of it in the game with, with it being, you know, still fun to watch? Because, you know, game, game scenes can get boring very quickly. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, and, we, and you get you lose a lot of character. That you have, you know, if you have real live action characters and then you go to 3D models, it's not very easy to, you know, continue acting. For sure. And having feel it the same way. So we came up with this, hey, like, what if everyone is just like an avatar and they, whenever they are not playing, they are just, you know, wearing their normal avatars, full body avatars, and they can walk and all that stuff. Right. So then we came up with, you know, some cool places where they could go. And kind of like, hey, what happens if you do wrong in this system? Oh, you go to jail. And then what what is this jail? And how we, you know, we started coming up with world building ideas where where we it could take us where maybe no other movies have done before. And yeah. so I think that was that was mainly like how we created it. It's it's funny because I as I as we've evolved the script. Um, I started. I, I think my comparison now is this is this is gonna be, this is gonna sound weird, but I think you will understand it. <laughs> it's Wreck It Ralph meets Catfish, which is yeah, like the weirdest meeting ever. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. You if you would say that to me before I read this script, I would be like, "What kind of movie is he making?" But now that you say that, that makes perfect sense, yeah. and I think that's a really good description of it. No, that's super cool. Um, so you you sort of mentioned it when you were describing it just now, but just just to make it clearer in my mind and and for people who are listening, um, so this this um the VR world, is it? Were you thinking like live action, like people and characters with sort of animation tacked on, kind of like, I don't know if you've seen the most recent Jumanji movies, kind of like that, or would it be completely like a- an animation type thing, like a, like an actual video game? What were you sort of imagining in your head? That's a, that's a good question. Uh, I actually sent, I remember one of the first things that we did is I sent Tomas the uh, screenshot that I made, like. I was I think it was just like a hollow screenshot with a bunch of animojis, you know the apple. Yes, of yeah. course. Animojis. You can be a tiger, you can be a bear, exactly. it's great. <laughs> and I I put like I just overlaid a bunch of those. So I imagined this place where basically where you go there's like there's this main hub where everyone is has their own animoji and all that stuff. Mm. I would see that being more realistic. Being more like, hey, these are actors working on it, and it's just like a digital version of them. Gotcha. Okay. And then when they go play a game, I would see that being less realistic and being like, hey, this is clearly a game. Okay. And basically, what I would, what I wanted to see is like having the faces for your team being displayed all time, so we could see, you know, the the team mechanics and having them react instead of. You know, the soldiers may have helmets on or like maybe running and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, 
but I mean, it's a production decision and I'm not married to it. So like, I yeah. think there's a lot of ways you can explore this world, uh, you know, being in more live action like Jumanji or being in more 3D like Ready Player One. There's a lot of ways and you can actually, you know, take advantage of having yeah, this sure. quality. For sure. I, I like what you were saying about, because it feels like there's almost varying levels of like being deep inside like the, the VR world. You know, it's it's slightly realistic, slightly not when they're just their avatars, and then it gets even less realistic as they get into a game, kind of mirroring how they're further removing themselves from the real world, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. 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 So when you, well, I want to talk about the characters a little bit. So when you emailed us, you mentioned that you try to make movies that work in modern America where families look different than what old Hollywood makes makes it look like. Um, so one thing that we really liked about the script is that obviously there are a lot of main characters because, you know, there are, there are four kids playing the game. But all of the characters are really unique and compelling and they're all clearly individuals so can you talk about how you kind of created this team and what character elements you wanted to include um yeah uh so what we did with these characters i, I always try to make it's a little too much <laughs> i always try to make the movies as diverse as i can from the beginning because i think representation is very important yeah and i don't think that's too much at all i think that is exactly what is needed <laughs> yeah exactly and so then we, I usually start from there and then we start building the characters around like what kind of struggles would they have in their own worlds and how would that reflect in the digital world. Mm -hmm. And one of the cool themes that the movie explores is like how video games can be a real escape from what your real life is. Mm -hmm. And the... Um, I don't want to. This is. I don't want to go into spoiler territory in the case anyone ever reads this movie. Mm -hmm. But basically, every character has their own reason to be in the video game the way they are. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we wanted to build uh, around. That's the idea that we wanted to build around. It's like, hey, how can we make this interesting without it being boring every time? Oh, so this character was an old man. And this character was, you know, it can get boring if you're doing just twists out of the out of nowhere, where like without an actual reason for it. Absolutely, if everything and, is a twist, then nothing is a twist. Yeah, but yeah, right, no, I definitely got the impression that the the reveals about the characters were built in from the beginning. You yeah, know? I mean, like of course they were still reveals, but yeah, it didn't just come out of nowhere. I guess it didn't feel reveals, like a for twist sure. for the sake of a twist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we try to work, um, uh, what's the word? I forgot. Uh, when you reveal something in the beginning, but no one notices. And then foreshadowing? You, foreshadowing, yes. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we try to work foreshadowing as much as we can uh, through, this is a lot of iteration. That's part of the iteration process. Because yeah. then when you come up with a cool idea for a certain character, then you, you can go back and add hints or like some little nuggets of information where then if you go back and see it again or read it again, you say, oh, this makes sense. Yeah. Like, this is why this happened. Yeah. And I think that happens a lot in, that, in this movie. Um, you can go back and check out like, oh, why this person had actually a, and this kind of avatar in the internet and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. No, for sure. I, um, I have a question 
that, but I'm afraid that it's too much of a spoiler, so I might refrain from asking it. Should, what do you think, Lauren? Uh, it, it is a spoiler. Okay. So we probably shouldn't. <laughs> then, then no, no, none of this question. Um, so we're going to move on. Um, so this isn't really a spoiler. Um, so without revealing too much about, you know, the story and the story itself, how much of like the stuff about like the dark web is real and like could actually like really happen? I, I know you said you took a lot of inspiration for movies, but like sort of how much, uh, uh, extra research did y'all do into like the dark web stuff? Uh, it's funny because uh, I actually ask him the same question <laughs> because <laughs> he he does coding and he he works in in this field. So well, mm-hmm. I don't remember what you say, but it's kind of what when you see with like maybe I don't know the big theories. Like some of the of the technology, some of the theories could be real and like they are logic, but it doesn't have to be like that. Or, yeah, it's like a, it's just, I would say it's a fun way to see it. I wouldn't call it real. It's just believable for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Like this I, world. I just grabbed a bunch of the, the more vanilla things you can do in the dark web and I just put them in rooms. I thought that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's so funny. Like you used to say, talk about like the vanilla things in the dark web, whereas as in this, I feel like they're very exciting. But no, I'm, I'm sure there are many more things that are much well, more sinister. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. I, I didn't want to go anywhere evil because then you have to, you know, handle it in the movie. And that's yeah. something that we wanted to handle. And for in our case, I, I think there's no... I don't want to spoil it here, but uh, there's a room, for example, where you have all the pirate movies in the world, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's just a blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> love that. I love that. <laughs> so I wanted to, you know, give it like a different spin, like how we see the dark web in the movies, and it's like super dark and super greedy and all that stuff. In this place, it's like kind of a fun dark thing to 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 see, but again, it's only the movie. Like it's not. I don't think. I don't think it would be there's like I added words like that are related to dark web exploration mm-hmm. to make it more believable. But uh, anyone that actually goes to the dark web will come and say, hey, that's not believable. And then I would uh. say, OK, <laughs> <laughs> say, all right, bro, it's a movie. Calm down. <laughs> um, I actually uh, th- this question was not written down before so i'm going a little off script going a little back to the characters because we have some fun questions coming up i wanted to circle back one more about the characters in the script itself so obviously i'm I'm not sure if i don't think it's really mentioned in the part of the script where we we are reading but richie obviously has this sort of um affinity for this activist um uh, gloria ma i believe correct Yes. Okay, yes. Yes. Um and it, it sounds from what y'all have been saying, it sounds like y'all wrote this script fairly recently. So do you think um all of the activism like that portion of Richie was sort of inspired by recent events? Or do you think that that in general is just something you've always, you know, sort of been drawn to in your characters? Um I don't think it was a uh, based on a recent event. Uh, I don't remember it now. Yeah. Um nope. Not a particular person. Yeah, we just wanted, uh, we wanted to have, uh, I mean, I wanted to have, uh, <laughs> this is what I pitched basically to Tomas. Uh, I wanted to have a male teenager idolize a middle aged woman. Uh, I, th- I think that's not something that you see usually. Mm-hmm. Um, like having a hero, like someone that's not from your, like it's not, it's not, it's not like a cool, Oh, this is the guy, 
And that's where I started with this and say, hey, like, what if it's an activist and someone that fights corporate for good and all that stuff? But it is also like, I would say, like a reflection or like a consequence of what youth is yeah. believing now. Like they are very mm-hmm. aware of the environment and there's so many like youth yeah. activists. So it's it's good to have a place for them as well. Yeah, like exactly. People yeah. that maybe they will want to be when they grow up uh, an activist. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like we 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 started from the point of like, hey, we maybe can have him follow a social cause, and where how does that add into the character, and where does that take us? I I love that, especially in this context of gaming. Because I feel like there is sort of a, a stigma around a lot of gamers and gaming culture in general that it's kind of it's kind of sexist, it's kind of homophobic, a lot a lot of negative things surrounding it. So to have like a, a like an eighteen year old kid idolize someone like this activist that y'all have created, I think is a really cool way of doing it and t- contextualizing it in a new way. I that, that that's one of the things that I really enjoyed about the script. So. So some we're getting into some kind of fun questions about the two of you. Um, first off, something that's still a little bit related. Do the two of you consider yourselves to be gamers? And if so, do you have any favorite games you want to spotlight? Um, I don't think we do consider ourselves to be gamers. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any? Mm, not really. So I played Mario Kart uh, before the birth of our child uh, <laughs> when you Mario had Kart. time yeah <laughs> we played Mario Kart every day it's like it's not even a game anymore it's a sport for us so right <laughs> oh you y'all and Lauren would get along so well <laughs> <laughs> I I was the kid that usually like would watch their friends oh yeah get mad with games like I would watch my sister play and but also I had like some very good friends that they were like obsessed and they have every single like playing device and that was kind of fun to, and and I could relate to them when I see these characters, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 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 That's definitely that's definitely true. Like, there's inspiration from people we've seen play games yeah, and teenage years. Yeah. For me, I I'm I don't think I've ever considered myself a gamer, um, but I've definitely tried before. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well. <coughs> excuse me. I was going to ask off of that what, like, your gamer tag or, like, avatar name would be, but since since y'all don't consider yourself gamers, or I guess what it is, what would you, what do you think it would be? I know it's on the spot, but what would your gamer tag be? Mine would be something very boring, like, I would, I would like to be, like, not my real name, so I would, like, change it a little bit and use my other, like, last name or something like that. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> so just slightly off from reality. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I would have anything that's like we're the worst with this question, but oh yeah, this is like the most boring possible. <laughs> like oh, Sergio dot Giannis Gmail <laughs> at Gmail, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. No, it's it's funny. My um, I I don't know if I'm like a gamer, but I mean I I do enjoy playing uh playing the occasional game every now and then. And my gamer tag has been the same since I was like. 10. My dad came up with it. It's too mighty for you. It's spelled T U mighty, the number four, and then the letter U. I've just, I've had it since I was 10, and I've kept it since I was 10, and I probably will forever. So, why would you have 
Why would you have TU and then use a four? You could have just two. Well, so uh, so I don't know if this is the case now, but when we created it, you couldn't start off your name with a number. Oh, you're right. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. So like, so that's why we had to do the TU. But yeah, once again, that was my father's creation. But I am proud of it. It it, yeah. it stands stands with me to this day. Um, so now we're going to get into a few more questions that aren't really about the script at all, but just sort of some fun ones about y'all. So the, Lauren wrote this one and I love the, the introduction. If judgmental people didn't exist, would you wear belts or suspenders? Belts. Belts still, still go in the traditional belt. I respect that. I mean, the occasion, but yeah, belt at this point. My belt. All right. Fair. Of course, suspenders. <laughs> sure. I feel like belts are just easier. Yeah. Like, like that makes sense. I mean, once again, depending on the occasion, I've worn the occasional suspender or two, but <laughs> mostly I would say belts for me as well. Yeah. What is your favorite condiment? Chives. <laughs> we do. We do have like a so many spices. We have a spice mm -hmm. rack. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. But now I realize that. Uh, in Chile, we don't have like in these little bubbles the chives. And oh, okay. I'm so happy to just put it from from the from the small bottle, uh, and for me, it became a condiment now. Oh, uh, nice! <laughs> and I put it on top of everything. Nice. Well, very good. See, see, I I never would have guessed that that would have been the answer. So that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think your favorite condiment is, Lauren? Me? Yeah. Uh, probably uh, spicy mustard. Spicy mustard is good. It's hot, it's hot sauce considered a condiment? Yeah. Then hot sauce for me, for sure. Um, okay, so y'all, speaking of specific games, I guess this one's kind of related to the script. Y'all mention uh, very briefly Club Penguin in the script. Have y'all played Club Penguin? And if so, what is your favorite mini game in Club Penguin? Well, I don't think we... Did you play I, Club I Penguin? did play, but I don't know, too many years ago, and I don't remember any of the mini games. That's... I just... I just had my my younger brother. If he's listening, I remember him playing Young Pe uh, Club Penguin. So, I I added it for that reason. I remember it. I just remember it being like a thing that kids did. Mm -hmm. But I I do remember like I really like when I was a kid Neopets. Oh yeah, Neopets, yeah. Neopets were fun. Oh, they yeah. had really good games. Oh yeah, for sure. All of those like like Club Penguin, Neopets, Webkins, they always had the best mini games. Those mm -hmm. were awesome. Yeah. I think my favorite because I played Club Penguin a lot as a child. Um, I think my favorite they had this like they had this game. It was I don't know if the name was Pizzatron three thousand. I think it was where basically <laughs> you make like pizzas. And that's the game, that's the period. And it was so <laughs> fun. We, I just looked it up uh, right before this interview, actually. I looked up a YouTube video. And that, like, theme music for the game is going to stay with me for the rest of my life. The second I heard it, I was transported back to when I was, like, 12 years old playing this game. So <laughs> I loved the addition of Club Penguin in the script. I think making pizza is what every game needs, and that's it. That's I agree. Definitely. That's what life needs more of that, truthfully. I think, honestly, you know, I mean, any of those things, because I was definitely more of a Webkins person than a Club Penguin person, but I mean, there's there's a pizza game in that too, and it was my favorite. Game developers out there, make more pizza games, please. I think we should change our, our, our movie to be a pizza-making game. <laughs> yes, that would be perfect. Has to reach level silver in the pizza-making games. That's perfect. I yeah. love it. <laughs> Uh, pizza it's so so great like five minutes before this interview we we realized we had this pita bread no, we're right. like what if we just make pizza out of this pita bread <laughs> oh that sounds delicious <laughs> that's awesome if, if you make pizza some send it over to us of our, of our lives 
Yeah, yeah. All right, we have we one have final question. One more question. It's very important. Uh, pancakes or waffles? Waffles. Waffles. Yeah. Waffles. <laughs> waffles. A wow. unanimous waffle vote. I don't know what my what my answer would be. I, I think for me, it's like maybe a cultural thing. Like, oh yeah, I grew up only with pancakes. Mm. Uh, like uh, like Chilean oh, very it's like it's very different right? yeah and then when I came here like first time and I tried waffles it was like so different and so yeah sugary and so unique yeah. so I had I had a like the the opposite experience I mean it's not the opposite but it's, it was just a bad experience but mm. when I went to an IHOP this is me like a year into my life in the US <laughs> I went to an IHOP and they had like all the pancakes you can eat for like Two bucks or something, something very insane mm-hmm. that I thought I can bankrupt this restaurant here right now. <laughs> and I went in and I, I just I forgot what pancakes were, I think, because after the first three, I was like, I can't eat this anymore. <laughs> That's how they get you. You think you're going to eat like 12 pancakes, but then after three, you're like, I'm, you're like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I just thought it, they were they were they would be like uh, lighter or like thinner, but yeah. Well, like they the, weren't even I that good. Like, I, I just, you know, like, <laughs> they're so thin, right? And uh, it's just like the the one you put like vegetables on it. I, I don't know, or like uh, dulce de leche. I don't know. Yeah, we. I mean, we we use it for like it's like almost a tortilla, but just none. Oh, hmm. interesting. Yeah, no, pan- yeah, pancakes are, they'll get you, especially at IHOP. I'm a big, my, my family has gone to a, many an IHOP, so I'm always a fan of IHOP and, and pancakes. But, you know, I also like like the occasional waffle. I don't know, yeah. I'm kind of well, on the fence. I feel like, because I, I definitely <laughs> mostly grew up with the um the, the frozen pancakes and waffles oh, yeah. that you just get in a big bag from Eggo, the grocery store. Eggo waffles I did grow up on. Yeah, but, so. Those are great. Yeah, they but are. But I think that, like, I feel like if you have, you know, if you think about the best of the best pancakes and the best of the best waffles, the waffles are probably better. And also you get to do other stuff with it, like this chicken and waffles. Right. True. I've actually never tried that. It's really good. Oh, it's really? Thanksgiving. That, that is something that I think waffles have on pancakes. I don't think I would ever eat. I mean, I probably would. I'm not going to say never because I'll eat most, most anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, like pancakes with like... Like, chicken and pancakes just sounds weird to me. Yeah. Chicken and waffles yeah. sound perfect. I, I guess waffles may have more diversity on, like, where you can use them with than pancakes. So, sure. I might, I might, y- y'all might have convinced me on waffles. I might have to, I might have to change my stance to waffles now. But I think those are all the questions that we have. Thank y'all so much for coming on. This was a great yeah, interview. thank you. No problem. It's very thank fun. You. Very fun. Yeah. Before we go, do y'all have anything that you would like to plug? Any Anything exciting coming up for y'all? We have a... Uh table read coming up <laughs> oh awesome. we've won a couple of things in the last three weeks so it's it's been good yeah i saw that and on uh your instagram yeah, yeah 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 and we actually won the like wild sound first scene table read stuff for for airplane mode so we're gonna have that happen in september or october it would have been fun to see reactions from audience mm-hmm. right. audience is not something that exists anymore in the world so we'll yeah. see unfortunately maybe we could like zoom in or something and be your be your um cheering section 
Yeah, you can. We can have audience in the comment section of the YouTube video. Exactly. Exactly. We'll we'll be in there typing away. Don't worry. Yeah. Exactly. Well, congratulations on those wins, by the way. Definitely well deserved because uh, we we actually got the chance to read uh, that script as well since you sent us both, and both are both are fantastic scripts. So very well deserved wins for y'all there. Yeah. Thank you very much. There's a lot of work in those, so it's, it's good to have recognition out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we're going to let you go get back to your day. Yes. But it your was awesome child. having you on, <laughs> on the pod. Oh, thank you very much. It was great to be on the show. And it's actually fun to hear you live. Uh, <laughs> it's a little different from, you know, listening to the podcast. <laughs> right. Of course. Of course. We, we completely changed live. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you want um, um, Sergio's and uh, Tomas's emails... Uh, to want to uh, reach out to them if you really love this script like we did we'll leave that in the description and yeah I think that's it I think that's it alright thank y'all again so much we really appreciate it thank you very much bye for listening to this episode of The Green Light. The Green Light! Thank you to our guest who came on. Thank you to our wonderful friends who came on and helped us record the wonderful script. Yeah. Now, if you have not done it yet, it would be really helpful if you would go on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review. If you roast me, or if you roast Lauren, or if you leave a detour, we'll probably read it on air. That's right. Mm -hmm. Another way you can help us is by subscribing to our Patreon. We have lots of exclusive content on there, and you can give as little as a dollar a month, and you'll still get a lot of it. Yeah. A lot of our bonus detours, a lot of our ramble episodes, and $5 for the Greenland episodes, which are my favorite. So that link is in the description. Yes, also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, TGL underscore pod. Facebook is... At GreenLightPod. Yes, and if you want to follow us personally, I'm at at J underscore Woodward underscore C on Instagram and Twitter. I am at Hunkleberry, H-U-N-K-E-L-E-B-E-R-R-Y on Instagram and Twitter. And I think that's it. That's it. Thanks. Thank y'all so much for listening. We love you. Love you.